Hello everyone, once again, welcome to I Don't Get It. Pull up a chair and join us. This is the Pop Culture Get Off My Lawn cast. This features the open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons who stare down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, which is a hastily assembled abattoir and sausage factory which mostly uses snouts, fur, and anuses in the production of cased meats. Oh, oh Jesus, man. We're starting our podcast. We might have new listeners. Not only do you start with the word abattoir, yes. which is just not a good word. Then you say anuses, yeah. which yeah. is just even worse somehow. Uh, Look, uh, we're mostly clear of droppings. Mostly clear of droppings in our meat. Jesus, Bill. Come on. Is it called an, an abattoir if they butcher animals? Uh, I believe so, right? All yeah, right. that's pretty much what it is, I thought. yeah. I thought abattoir meant like torture chamber or something no it means anyway. it's that is a place where you you, you render animals you, you kill them and, and then turn them, them into delicious prepared meats yeah. to serve to your lovely beautiful children okay yes, i understand exactly yes okay uh, uh so, my name is yeah okay i was, I was my, gonna say my i'm joined as always by my number my, one yes. consumer my customer my number one customer the buyer of said <laughs> right. sausages the yes, voice you hear I, on the other side of the microphone god i haven't had sausage in years um i i am noah tarno I am founder and the senior quiz master of something somewhat less disgusting, the big quiz thing, the trivia game show spectacular. Uh, talking to you from Berkeley, California this week. How about that, everybody? Yeah, we're, we're world travelers, as our regular listeners know. And uh, well, we'll get to that later, but this is going to be our last episode for a few weeks. Yeah, Mr. yeah. Bill's, Mr. We're Bill's go- hitting the road, as it were. We're going, uh, yeah, it's going to be a little staccato uh, until um, October, November rolls around. So we got some right. weirdness coming up. But we'll, we'll, we'll blow through that later. But um, you know what, everybody? Uh, September is upon us. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly going to say I feel fall. Uh, but one of the hallmarks of um, living in New York City towards the end of the summer was the, uh, uh, the the U.S. Open coming to Flushing Meadows. And uh, with that, it brings our topic this week. We're talking about Serena Williams. Serena Williams, one of these topics of, you know, we usually like to look at something new and hot, but Serena's been a household name for probably 25 years now or more. Uh, yeah, 24-year career yeah. is what it was. Yeah, so yeah. Serena Jeffrey Williams. Really? No. no. <laughs> Jamaica. I'm Jamaica. Like, really? <laughs> Jamaica. Jam- yeah, spelled not like the country or the Correct. part of Queens. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, yeah, so so uh, we're discussing Serena Williams because it has been all of, of, and on everybody's tongues. The name Serena Williams has been there. It's been a big week for her. Uh, and it caps this, uh, you know, like the combination of, um, again, tennis coming to a force to, no, Flushing Meadows, New York, New York which is a big annual uh, thing everyone gets excited about. And, uh, you know, Serena Williams is bringing it in. She's, she's, she's closing this gigantic career. Uh, which has been 24 years of brilliance, and you know you, you you've noticed you've noted the uh, prospect of her and her sister playing tennis, uh, being revolutionary talents in the world. They were the uh, subject of a movie called um, what, what the hell is that movie called? Noah? It was called King Richard, but really their father, yeah. who trained them. They yeah. they grew up in rough neighborhood of L.A. Compton, you know they're straight out of Compton, and uh, their father, who was never a professional, but a bit of a tennis nut, uh, really trained them hard and really pushed them hard. So the movie stars Will Smith as uh, their father, Richard Williams. The funniest thing I read, and this is not in the movie, is that before they got picked up by like really professional tennis coaches, 
Like one of their other coaches was another guy in the area also named Richard Williams. I could believe it. it's a pretty common name too. <laughs> I mean, you know? Yeah. If you're gonna find a name with two people having it nearby who both play tennis, Richard Williams. So they're so the movie was basically a story of their dad, played by Will Smith, in a face smacking performance. Oscar winning. Movie. Oscar winning. Oscar winning face smacking performance. Really, really, really hit the rock right in the center. Um and uh, yeah, I mean, that tells their story, but there's so much more to both Serena and Venus Williams, but we're, we're focusing on Serena today because she said, Bill, she's not retiring. She wrote an article in Vogue this summer where she said she is evolving away from tennis is how she phrased it. Yeah. I mean, Christ, it's like, you, you, she, first of all, she's 40 years old. Oh, you know, just a little background. She's, I mean, she turns 41 this month. Yeah. So Serena Jamaica Williams, who was born in Saginaw, Michigan, which I did not know. The family decamped for uh, Compton, Los Angeles. And uh, I think they, they only stayed there for a little while. Or didn't they uh, take off and go to Florida? I think they did a lot well, of Well, they went to Florida after Serena and Venus were, were the hot young tennis prospects. And they got picked up by a real high-level coach. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the girls were like, Venus is, I think, two years older, like 9 and 11 or 10 and 12 or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, you know a real uh, a real success story. Uh, so um, yeah, she's she's uh, forty years old. She's got a child with uh, what's that guy's Alexis Ohanian. Oh, Alexis Ohanian, co-founder of Reddit. Yeah. So blame uh, him. <laughs> yeah, she. I like him. Reddit. I actually like Reddit. I think I think Reddit's easy to avoid the toxic stuff and easy to find some really good stuff. So yeah. It's, but they got married on uh, in November of twenty seventeen in New Orleans. It was a big star-studded party. Um, you know, looking up uh, Serena Williams reminded me of a lot of things um, um, in terms of like Tiger Woods had a big moment back in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s when he, you know, was just sort of on this rip. And, uh, you know, the thing about Tiger Woods was that he did something for golf that, you know, rarely had happened to it, which is that you quite literally have a different face for the sport. Um, he had he played with excitement. Um, you know, he, he really shook it up. He changed the staid um, image of golf. And there was just something about seeing a dude. He was from, I think he was from Michigan, um, something like that. I have no idea. Yeah, but it's like that was a real shakeup, considering that golf had been uh, the Jack Nicholases and, and all these other uh, Greg Normans, these these very you know well-behaved, red-faced dudes who you know just sort of seem like they're you know polo shirt wearing anodyne yeah. figures. And oh, what an exciting sport golf is! Yeah. And so the the Williams sisters, it, you know, the thing is, tennis has never really kind of lacked for um, excitement. But the kind of personalities that come through there, let's just say Venus and Serena were were a different uh, a different breed of tennis player. I mean, uh, granted, you know, there were John McEnroe's, you know, people who had a lot of fire. Uh, Andre Agassi, you know, was a really complex tennis player. And Venus and Serena were these two black women that really took this, you know, they they made uh they made the game different they made the game compelling i would say that uh, more so than chris Everett, more so than jimmy connors more so than michael chang or pete sampras it's like they did a lot to uh, evangelize the game in america you're talking about an entire demo of people looking at tennis that had not looked at it before um uh, you know it's kind of a big deal uh and so, she is the she is the highest earning yeah woman athlete of all time Number one tennis player. I, you know, th th this is the thing. In doing the research, I kind of didn't know. For some reason, I had this association thinking that Venus was the quote unquote more successful of the two. I didn't realize it was Serena. Was sort well, of Venus. Serena. Venus has the more. <laughs> Venus. Venus has the more noteworthy name. 
mean, yeah. That seriously, that was I knew next to nothing about them, and that was literally it. I just glommed on a Venus because the name Venus is more interesting than the name Serena. Yeah. But you know, so it shows you how much I knew. She was playing in the third round against this Australian named uh, Isla Tomjanovic, um, and uh, I think she went. To, I I could I could could not tell you a goddamn thing about tennis, whether you say straight yeah. sets or tiebreakers. Score, or whatever. Yeah, seven five six seven, then seven four in parentheses six one, and that apparently translates to Serena lost, but with honor. It sounds of. like the Enigma machine. You just crack a, a exactly. you know a code from the Germans. Exactly. Alan, Alan Turing was the was the line coach. Yeah. Yeah, line so, judge uh, or whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's it's super interesting. Again, she's she's um, you know a cross between a pop star, an athlete, a personality. Um, you know, like this is this is a different thing for the sport. And this you know the Williams sisters have proven to be these sort of complex figures. Uh, you know that seem to you know drive a lot of public adulation. So uh, I'm curious, Noah, what did your research jump about her? Yeah. So I, you know, as I said, I I don't care about tennis. I really, there was a brief moment when I was a kid, I'm like, I'm going to love to play tennis. And I went to summer camp with my tennis racket. And I think the first lesson, I'm like, I fucking hate this. As I feel about most, almost all sports. So no tennis for me. I I mean, literally, I just knew Venus and Serena Williams were African-American sisters who played tennis at a very high level. That is literally 98% of what I knew. I'll get to another 2% in a minute. I mean, I so I don't care. Um and this is part of the problem I had, you know, good, she's retiring and everyone's talking about her. Great. And I read the Vogue article where she announced her retirement and it was written in the first, she wrote in the first, you know, probably written for her, but in the first person. And she came across as very, you know, normal and thoughtful. And she was talking about her therapy, which I always like to hear celebrities kind of, you know, be, be willing to admit that they are as flawed as the rest of us or nearly as flawed as the rest of us. Uh, so, you know, I have no problem with her and I really respect the work and the focus that goes into doing something at that high level. As I said, I don't care about tennis, but I certainly see how it's a challenge. It's not, you know, like being an influencer, like you need to be good. And I respect the, you know, in watching, I watched half of King Richard, which was entertaining. I'm going to finish it. Um, you know, it certainly spotlights the, the level of effort that they went into and their father went into to really kind of build them in this way while at the same time seeming like a decent father, you know, still letting them be kids for the most part. They make a point how, not directly them, but how their sisters, they had four older sisters, which is interesting, half sisters. Their oldest sister was like the valedictorian of her school. So even with all this tennis coaching in the family, like there's, there's academics didn't get uh, ignored and, you know, living in a rough neighborhood where life is just more challenging to begin with. Um, so I have a lot of respect for her. It's totally a lot of respect for her. And if she's stepping down in an honest and, you know, graceful way, then even better. She's not, you know, this day and age, it's, it's not fun to see famous people desperately clinging to the past, if you know what I mean. Uh, but there's a problem I have with her that I have with a lot of athletes is that she seems like a nice person. She doesn't seem particularly interesting to me. And this is my problem with sports is like we hold up these athletes to be these characters and these heroes and the whole thing's melodramatic. And they're just, most of them just seem like really boring people to me. I mean, it's a bigger problem when you look at something like football where the heroes very often are terrible people. <laughs> well, no, I'm serious. Like, if, oh, I, like I mean, it. I don't want to exaggerate, but it feels like every top level football star like got caught beating the shit out of his wife, right? Or every top level baseball star, 
not that. I mean, I'm sure there's stories I'm not thinking of, but it's just, I feel like sports figures 95% of the time are either loathsome or boring, right? When everyone was talking about who's the guy people were going nuts, uh, maybe it was back when people were going nuts over Derek Jeter. I'm like, this guy seems so fucking boring to me. Like, there's nothing colorful about him or exciting. The reason people loved Muhammad Ali so much is that he had, he did both. He was, like, the best boxer, and he was a colorful character. There's a reason they made a comic book Superman versus Muhammad Ali, right? Because Muhammad Ali could have joined the fucking Justice League because he was a colorful character. Uh, there's, and a, there's only one of him, you know? He kicked out. Oh, man, I would have paid anything for Muhammad Ali to be a character in the Justice League comic, like, ongoing. Uh, that would have been pretty cool. Uh, so, you know, I, I mean, fine with her, but I just, I can't get into tennis and I can't particularly get into her. That said, uh, you know, I always do this. I go back and forth. You know, she broke some barriers. She, as you said, she literally, she and Venus literally changed the face of tennis. Uh, representation matters. You know, I don't know if there are stats on this, but I like to think they were inspiration to, you know, African American female look, look athletes in, are look at the crowd in Forest Hills. I mean, look at the, the fleshy yeah, weather. like seriously, look, right. at, look who's in the damn bleachers. Are there a lot of African American girls there? I mean, you tell me. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, good. You know, because let's let's make tennis not just something that you know douchebags with with you know douchebags coming from the yacht club with sweaters tied around their necks are playing. Right? I feel like that's what tennis was when we were a little kid. You know, with a little sweatband that Jimmy Connors wore. Um, one, okay, so I said 98% of what I knew about the, the uh, Williams sisters was they're black girls who play tennis, black women now who play tennis. Uh, the one thing I remember, you remember this? Five years ago, she she was known a few times for like pitching fits during matches. Mm-hmm. If a judge made a call she didn't like, she'd scream and yell. And whatever, this is, I mean, I guess that gives her a little color, right? That gives her a little, you know, yeah. interest. Other an than, edge, an, an edge. Right, which is why people like John McEnroe and, I mean, I don't think uh, Muhammad Ali never told people to fuck off, but he, he had the big, t- you know, the Louis- Louisville lip. He he talked big and he backed it up, which made him awesome. So she 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 pitched a little fit. My attitude was like, who cares? Like, fine, whatever. And what they do when these people pitch fits, I mean, I guess McEnroe, this happened all the time. They get penalized a point or they have to pay a, a fine, which seems silly to me. I mean, unless they're really threatening a judge or something, which apparently a couple times she she did. I mean... I don't know. Was she was she really a threat? Saying I'm going to shove a ball down your throat? Like, is that something to really be concerned about? I don't know. So there was a real controversy. People saying she's a terrible person. She got booed in an event, and of course, everyone's like, "Well, why didn't you do this about John McEnroe? Is it because she's a black woman?" And then this Australian newspaper did a comic strip mocking her, showing her uh, uh, having a tantrum. And people claim the strip was racist because it drew her, it exaggerated her features and her position yeah. to make quasi, her like quasi simian. Yeah. Now, I'm gonna, I'm inclined to cut the cartoonist slack in that he didn't intend to be racist. So let's put that aside. Maybe, maybe not. Let's just put that aside. But I do, I remember at the time thinking it definitely seems to me like if she weren't a woman, they wouldn't be so tissing her. And if she weren't black, they wouldn't do this. I mean, we see this all, I mean, we're seeing this now. It's not just, you know, black women or really anyone on the left side. We're seeing the reactions to the president's speech last week, calling a spade a spade with, you know, the the, the Trumpers. You know, he, he, he 
brings up something that at least is worth discussing. And people say it's the most vicious, hateful speech a president's ever given. No one gave a shit when Trump called Democrats fascists two years ago or, you know, constantly calling us libtards or whatever. I, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm spinning it out, but that's my point of reference because I'm into politics is just, I don't know. I think I, I didn't, I, I took her side in that. Who gives a shit if she's yelling and screaming? She's a professional athlete. It's part of the game. It's part of the spectacle, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. For, yeah. I, I'm inclined to think it makes it more interesting if the, if the player is throwing their racket, right? You know, unless she's like literally calling someone at home and threatening them, like, stop being such a fucking snowflake. So that makes me take her side. So this is fine. I wish her a happy evolution, whatever. She says she doesn't like the term retirement. And good for her. She looks. She she went far, but it looks like she earned it. So you know that's the way the world should be. Mm-hmm. I really like that she performs, and you know her 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 action, her character is the game. You know she lets the stats speak for her. I mean, granted, she's got a shitload of personality. She dresses. You know, really, the, what, I, I just haven't paid attention, so I don't you know, see it. One of the things that you can't disregard when you're talking about both both Williams sisters was the way in which they groomed themselves for the game. They dressed unlike any other tennis pro ever before. Like they went full Beyonce uh, in terms of they. <laughs> no, they didn't. They I'm did. Picturing, I'm picturing them playing tennis in a in a, one of the dresses Beyonce wears. Uh, no, but they had some pretty out there things, and like especially tennis is usually the province of the you know the white. Or no, the, the, the sort of wick off shirt and, and you yeah, know, short and the, shorts. Yeah, the, the headband. Yeah, yeah no, but they, they went full femme, high femme. They had custom-made outfits that came from uh, some incredible yeah. top designers that were at leisure. Um, you know, all spandex and stuff like that. But, I mean, they accentuated their bodies. They went big in, in a new way. You know, and the thing is that I think that, uh, again, I don't follow tennis, but my impression of it has been, especially for women's tennis, it was populated by a lot of Smurfs over the years. People like Monica Seles. I mean, I don't say something bad about her. She got stabbed. That was pretty fucking brutal. I think it was in 93. She got stabbed? Yeah, she got stabbed at an open. Like a deranged fan jumped out in 93 and drove a fucking kitchen knife between her shoulder blades. Was it the same guy who thwacked Nancy Kerrigan on the knee with a metal No, that was was a big year for professional athletes. That would be interesting if like one guy was just going around attacking athletes. You know, a different implement each time. That would be uh, like you know, Martina Navratilova was a, a you know a, a, a technician, uh, but she didn't have it. You know, she hasn't really had a lot of personality. Again, you're Chris Everts. Um, you know, like you're, you're, you're Chris Everett Lloyd's, if you will. If, if uh, you know, if you if you look at these people along the way, fine, fine. Uh, you know, they're athletes, and the fact that they weren't expected to have personalities, they weren't expected to be colorful. And you know, the Williams sisters just came in there and with a backhand. I mean, not of their racket, but like of, with a flick of their wrist, completely changed the draft of what a tennis player could look like and how they could behave. And yeah, it's not just that they were not just that they were loud, not just that they were gorgeous, hyper femme. You know, these women who completely changed the image is that they actually backed it up with insane performances. It's like I. You know, I could try to make a list, you know, just by going on Wikipedia of everything that Serena won. It's just freaking too long. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. I mean, I, you know what bothered me? Everything I read said, oh, the, the possibly the greatest female tennis player of all time. Greatest female tennis. I'm like, it sounds to me like she might be the greatest tennis player. Like, why are you appending female to it? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, I don't you know, know enough. That, but, hey, you know, it's funny because you mentioned um, that, the you know, the parents, the Williams, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Williams, 
they uh, or actually gets at Price in Williams, right? It's Orsine Price is their mom and Williams. Yeah, is their dad. Uh, yeah, and the mom trained them as well. Yeah, so she but, was. I mean, it was mainly the dad, but the mom was part of it. I brought up Agassi before, and that's not, that wasn't unintentional because Agassi was somebody who fucked around. Uh, sem- you know, he was pro, but he was uh, you know not like a highest ranked tennis player for a while. He was in the middle of the pack. Um, if you remember, he used to have a wild man persona where he had like a really yeah. long mullet, a skullet, like he had a bald spot on top. Skullet. And he was he was like a real pop player. Uh, the other thing about Agassi was that Agassi uh, appealed to a lot of teenagers. And I know a lot of the jerk off uh, preps that I went to school with in, in, on Long Island really idolized. They had Air Agassi sneakers, for instance. Like they didn't wear Air Jordans because those were black for black people. But Air Agassi. That was this. That was the low uh, that top was, sneaker for right, the, white suburbanites. Yeah. The, oh, yes, okay. The the now, badass athlete that I can feel good about. I don't correct. Like. And now because the, I'm yeah. a, that racists can feel good about. I don't the like. irony is that Agassiz goes and writes a book. I guess about 10, 15 years ago, where he says, "You know what? Tennis was never fun for me because it, it was it was always presented as work. I drilled I, it and drilled I, it and drilled I it." I remember forever. hearing about that. Yeah, and it's like yeah. it's amazing. Thing. But and then the thing is, he actually became the number. He was he was a monster for a couple of years. He was the top rated guy, and it's like he took his act seriously he became a big winner and he retired uh you know he did very well by the time he retired changed the draft of his career but he walks away from tennis thinking this wasn't fun my dad and you know, he grew up in las vegas his dad drilled tennis and took the joy out of it and the thing is the williams sisters never had that they got to be kids yeah. they got to enjoy tennis yeah. they put the flair on it they changed the game they didn't just go inside of it they actually manipulated it from without and you know yeah. left left it different looking than when they kept when they got there oh my god thank you so much you guys were amazing today I, I tried, but Ala just played a little bit better. Um, thank you, Daddy. I know you're watching. Um, thanks, Mom. Oh, my God, Mom. Why? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Is this obvious that Serena is popular because she's so great? You know, she's so talented. She was number one and won so many Opens and Wimbledons and Closeds and... Got grand slams and so there's a Serena slam that they've coined, right? I don't know what the constituents of it are, but she's won on clay courts and grass courts and 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 paper courts and I don't know tennis. Pe- people's uh, courts, the people's courts, divorce court, superior court, uh, bud court. Uh, she's won on them all. Um, and then of course, why are people fascinated with the you know walking off into the sunset retirement store? I mean, that's why we're talking about her now. Is because this is this is she's she's retiring she's leaving the sport it's a fond farewell so why why is Serena something people really pay attention to Bud Court I like that you slipped that in there. you like that you, you got, got that you got that one you got yeah. that one yeah you know if you want to if you want to sing out sing out my friend she is uh you know a huge player huge um you know huge profile huge prospect um. And, you know, the thing is, is that she had a rough couple of years. You know, there's some injuries. She's yeah. 40 years old or going to be 41, like you said. And, uh, I mean, this this game, to play at the top level, you really this is where you start dropping off. I'm not saying you can't play into your 40s, but it's like, don't get me wrong. You must have a peak around when you're 30 years old. Like, that's got to be when you do your golden work. You can, you can hang it. You can keep it hanging for a while. But, I mean, any professional athlete is just going to lose their efficacy. And you have to change your game the closer you get. So the thing is, it was time for her to end. Uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, you want to call it uh, her transmogrification or her evol- evolution or, or her retirement. But it's like she she realized that she was this close to not being able to play um, at that elite level. And why the hell stick around if you're just going to be, um, 
you know, sunsetting it. If it's just a, you know, victory tour or victory lap at the end. And so the thing is, it's like, I think she blew up her foot or something like that in, 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 was it 2020? She had to come back from that. She had a really tough uh, childbirth. Uh, she wants to have another kid, she said. She said she cannot have a child while on tour. And it's like, I believe it. You know, this is not the place to raise a family. They already shared he has a kid. And I'm sure that she's looking forward to actually watching that child grow up herself rather than have to troop around the world uh, playing tennis, you know, bifurcating her attention. But it's like, you know, she's the elite of the elite. Um, and it's not that she's... Can you right now, could you could you name who the number one, her, her counterpart amongst the men is right now? No. You can't. I don't pay attention. I'm sure I'd recognize the name, but like, well, she's. I think I think great male. T- well, I think Novak Djokovic and um, Roger Federer, but those guys are what five years ago, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. Well, yeah, the yeah. funny thing. Now you mentioned Djokovic, by the way. Djokovic, he can't play because he, he's an oh, right. anti-vaxxer. That's interesting. Right. That's right. I did. Yeah, that was the big story a year ago. Yeah. yeah so it's like him. Uh, right, we don't pay attention to tennis. We know it exists on Earth. We we and we are familiar largely with some athletes' names. We know these two sisters. We know Serena, but we don't yeah. know any of the men who are competing right now. You, you mentioned a couple of dudes. I could not tell you whether they're in play, if they're retired, how how highly they're ranked. You know, uh, that's it's just like, but like this is a real crossover. This is pop iconography. This is this is a real, you know, a large figure. Um, and it's like they have been, you know, style figures for people. Um, again, black women. I mean, uh, if you look through the crowd, I was watching the videos on YouTube, and you look at to see who's in the stands. There are old black women coming to Flushing Meadows, and it's like, were they there 15 years ago? Well, maybe to see them, but I'm saying, were they there to see Yvonne Lendl in 1983? Bjorn right. Bjorg, you know what I'm saying? I don't think yeah. that, yeah, I, I, look, it doesn't have to be that way. It's like tennis could exist with, you know, it was fine as the pur- the purview of a, a starchy, you know, white bread, uh, uh, you know, upper middle class audience was fine for years and years and years. But a change that's come through the thing and it's like she's she's changed it. Uh, both, of the, both of the Williams sisters changed it. They, you know, and I think that this is the sort of best aspect of pop American life, the sort of like cultural figure because it's like you could say that she did the work like you said she's she's precise she actually put up incredible numbers doesn't seem to be anything wrong with her she seems like she is a decent person she's got a drive she doesn't step on people's toes or pull cats by their tails and you know spin them and it's it's like we don't know there's nothing weird going on we don't know that no we We don't don't know know. we don't know she might be torturing we're not accusing serena williams of torturing cats we're just stating we can't 100 percent say that she doesn't but it's like i like i'm sorry I like that, uh, you know, here's this, here is this figure that is like, generally we can all get behind her, you know, like that, yeah. that is very nice to have a pop figure yeah. who we don't have to be reserved about. And well, yeah, I mean, there are, I mean, look, we talked about, she clearly has a bit of a temper and I'm of the opinion that who cares, right? Like everyone's got a bit of a temper. She has a bit more than most people, but I feel like that comes with the territory of being, you know, I mean, look at how many hugely successful people are constantly screaming at people who work for them. I mean, usually if it's a white guy, you forgive it. I mean, that's part of why I sympathize with her is I think powerful women get fucked in this country. And, and powerful black like women, too. Powerful black. I mean, I like powerful women. They turn me on. OK, another another topic, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's like you said, the representation. I think they put a new face on it. Which is, you know, when they emerged, they were a novelty, not just because they were black, but also you said because they embraced that fashion thing, which I never noticed. I mean, I did notice how female tennis players, despite, you know, wearing the little skirt 
they never really seem to be sexualized the way a lot of female um, celebrities were, right? Yeah. And they always seem to just be, I, I don't know, if, I guess that's good. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who fantasize about the Williams sisters, but I don't know what my point is here. But if they're if they're making it a little more something fashion-worthy, right? I realize that's not the same as sexualizing, but like... If if they're bringing beauty into it in a positive way, then I not only do I kind of like that, but I also see why that's exciting. It makes it exciting because you know I don't get it, but fashion and beauty are hugely popular. Do, obviously, do you remember the exciting. shit the shit that they took for their hair in the beginning because they they went out with braids, right? Beaded they went braids. with braids, right? Well, the beads would fall out, right? I mean, I see why that's a problem. I don't think the they would, out. but it was more the point. Really, that the state right, the state well. conservative audience just thought like there's almost like a, a gentleman's dress code amongst people, and they were violating it with very you know quote unquote read black styles. That's what. Okay, know, all right, but I, I don't want to. I mean. If the beads were literally falling out and causing a hazard, like, isn't that something to deal with? I don't think they were falling out. They weren't? All right. I I read they were. All right. Never mind. I mean, I don't care. I don't care. So, yes. So, the representation matters. People love sport. It's like I said, the anodyne people become heroes, become, you know, Wayne Gretzky, right? I remember when Wayne Gretzky hosted. Wayne Gretzky, I don't think people realize how fucking good a hockey player Wayne Gretzky was. Like, he was like. Double the talent of the number two guy. But the, Mario mo- Lemieux, the most whatever. vanilla human being. He makes right. vanilla well, seem he, like a scotch bonnet pepper. Right. He's he's actually now, I mean, even though he's a Canadian, he's, he's expressed support for Trump, which makes me gag. When I lived in Canada in the early 90s, he was wrapping up his career. Uh, the, the level to which Gretzky is worshipped up there, probably still, is unbelievable. And he's you're right. He's the most boring human being who ever lived. He hosted Saturday Night Live once. You remember that yeah. in the late yeah. 80s? Yeah. Probably worst host they ever had. I used to have that problem with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan seemed to have no personality. Yeah, he's no personality. Sh- right. And so, you know, it, it's—so my point is, putting aside whether Venus and Serena or Serena, if we're talking about— is an interesting character or a sympathetic character. It doesn't matter. She's so fucking good, people are going to worship her anyway. And people love goodbye, so when she she go, walks off into the sunset, makes a big announcement about it, instead of just one day she's played her last game and, you know, that's it, that's the end, the fact that she frames it this way and says, this is my last game, of course people are going to care. Because, like I say, if you're that talented, it doesn't matter who you are, the world, you know, hangs on your every word. It's been a fun ride, and um... <laughs> all right, Noah, would you have liked Serena Williams, uh, Serena Jeffrey Williams, uh, when you, if you were a kid? Serena Dominican Republic Williams. Uh, I mean, I was a kid when she and actually, I guess you're right. Venus emerged. Yeah. So, I, I, no, I never cared about tennis. So. There's nothing here for young me, just like there's really nothing here for, I mean, I I think I would have been exactly the same and like, I don't care, but good on her that, that she, she earned it. Right. And that she seems, you know, that, that I would put a little money on the prospect that she doesn't torture cats. So, you know, (laughs) a little money. I don't, you know, I find a lot of money. I'll, I'll be a nice guy. Uh, So no, nothing here for me. What about you? 
Uh, yeah, there's no way I would have... Again, I would have been aware of her as a kid just because there's this crossover to her. I mean, we, I knew who the Chicago Bulls were. You know, that was the equivalent of, like, what was sports when we were younger? What was crazy-ass blasting sports when we were younger? It was that Chicago Bulls team, which was just insanely uh, insanely victorious. They, they won, what, two, six, six champions in a row? Two three-peats, I think it was, something like that? Um, just insane. Uh, yeah. Some nut you know, number, yeah. But I knew, I knew, and they were always playing against each other. That was part of the. We didn't get to that. I think that's part of the story why people love them is because they were always playing against each other, right? The sisters versus the sister, and that, yeah. that's that's a hook, you know. No, yeah. it is. That's definitely yeah. I have, that, I have that in my notes. But I'm just saying, it's like Serena is that same thing where she is the she's the face of the sport and she pops out as a personality. I would have noticed her. I would have been aware that she exists as a human being, but no more interest, especially because it's tennis and tennis is just like a completely non-plussing sport to me i honestly it's it's extremely hard to play but even harder to watch just because it's like oh now the score is 17 love and it's like what what does this even mean it's it's just as sort of querulous as football american football which just has this weird i don't know the rules i don't know the bylaws i don't know the point structure i don't know how you fucking build an american football game yeah it's crazy and that i don't i don't get it either football is why don't you just beat each other up you know that's why i told you that's why pro wrestling is the most honest sport I, I I believe that because yeah. it just it just liquidates the wrestlers and kills them in, in like a factory essentially. That's well, that's it. Yeah, that's... Doing, yeah. Is there anything about the phenomenon that is, was, has been Serena Williams? That augurs the end of the world, an apocalyptic scenario. No man, she's a she's a bomb. She's the bomb. B a l m. She's the bomb. She's the bomb. She's, no, look, she's the bomb, and she's ready to go off in your shit. This is uh, honest hard work, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, I, I don't say this lately, but it's like in observing the sisters, observing Serena, even the sport they play in. You know, I can't get behind tennis. However. Uh, there's no way it's not a dead, dead, solid meritocracy. I mean, you've got to be the best. Yeah. And you're yeah. going to fucking win because you're the yeah. best. And you could scrutinize every single bit of how good somebody is. And, you know, just like it's all on display. Uh, no, there's definitely nothing apocalyptic about it. Um, you know, like like uh, uh, tennis being like, like, you know, you said before, the sisters could actually play each other. You know they they have they've yeah, actually they did they, a whole bunch of times. Yeah, and it's like you know what the the thing and, that, and they played doubles as a team. Yeah, they played as, as a tag team. Right. They yeah. they faced the Road Warriors and the Dudley Boys many times. The British Bulldogs. So, the British Bulldogs. <laughs> yes, all of them. And the Nasty uh, Boys. Yeah, you know oh, the God. thing about tennis is that tennis is uh, the the sport is mano a mano. You know, like it is a tilt between two human beings. There aren't too many sports where you're actually playing like one on one is the fulcrum of the sport. Granted, it, like you know, people like I mean, we mentioned golf before. Golf, which is sort of boring as shit, you know, you're not really competing against somebody else. You're you're performing alongside somebody for you know who does better. You're, but this is like you're actually fighting against another human being. Um, you know, like your skill is yeah. how how well, how quick are you? How how fast are you? How clever are you? Can you read the ball? All these things. I mean, the way she did it, the way she she did her business, there's no sign of the apocalypse whatsoever. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree, and 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 I guess that's one thing. While I don't care about tennis, I admire it in that it is 
you know, cream rises to the top thing. You can't bullshit your way to the highest echelon there. Um, I, so yeah, I don't think there's any apocalyptian element to this. Like this is, I mean, whatever. We take sports too seriously in our world. That bothers me. But I think that's human nature. They probably took, you know, rock throwing too seriously. Cavemen did. But, you know, that's there's no escaping that. And there's a healthy way to do that. And I don't think Serena Williams being lauded as one of the all-time greats is anyway playing into the negative aspects of that. Yeah, if you're going to do that, if you're going to play up, if you're going to be uh, way too serious and way too obsessed about sports, this is one of the good people to, to circle yeah, around. Be, yeah, be right. Because she's not torturing cats, we think. So, that we that we know of, right? That we know of. It bothers me when they worship the people who are torturing. Cats. The crowd seems that the crowd seems the crowds, to love it. crowd seems to love it. What do you want to be when you grow up? Tennis player. I like to be a tennis player. If there's something else you want to be, what would it be? a veterinarian. Uh, I think I'd be an archaeologist. Really? Yes. Okay, now let's bring it in. Uh, tell me about jealousy. Uh, yeah. In some ways, this must inspire some kind of jealousy. Yeah. Absolutely. The, I, I was watching King Richard, and I was thinking about, you know, in my 20s when I, I wanted, my, my dream when I was a kid was to be on Saturday Night Live. And I did improv and I did stand-up, and I didn't get very far. But I just started reimagining my improv stand-up career. If I had the focus and the drive, putting aside the talent, but the focus and the drive that, the Williams sisters had, or I mean, my father was never going to push me in that way. Like if I had really worked at it in a cerebral, careful, step-by-step, you know, never give up, but mostly non-toxic way. And I just, I had a bit of regret. And then I comforted myself with like, well, you weren't that good. So even if you had worked that, if you worked that hard, you just would have wasted more energy than you did. Because he still wouldn't have gotten on SNL. Um, so I really admire the drive and the focus and the, I've always said this, I admire people who are jealous of people who, when they're kids, they know what they want to do when they grow up and they do it. You know, I run a quiz company. I'm a quiz master. I think I'm pretty good. I've made my life like this, but I always wish I had decided I wanted to do this when I was 10 and focused on it when I was a teenager and really like had that path and didn't spend that time trying to be on SNL, right? I'd be a lot farther along or maybe a lot mentally healthier, maybe. Uh, one thing we didn't mention is floating out there, there's a clip. CNN did an, uh, a segment in 1989 or 1990 about young superstar athletes, and they interview Serena at nine years old. You should, you should use that for an audio sting, Bill. Uh, I'll send you the link. But you know, just this idea that at nine, you're already on the road to dominance or at least you know professional level competence i'm very jealous of that i wish i wish i had that focus i wish i had that clarity i still don't know what i want to do with my life sometimes it feels like so i'm I'm very jealous of people who do and people who set out their goals and achieve them it's 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 got to be uh it's got to be very fulfilling yeah i can get down with that i think that um considering how she transformed her mind and her body into it like a tennis factory a machine a foundry that was just designed to do this one thing i mean that's the only way you become good at it that's the only way you can become the best at it i assume all these other milk toast uh, uh, you know middle of the road tennis 
personalities who we're not talking about, everyone who's peopling the ranks of the U.S. Open, must have some kind of similar, you know, there must be a similar biography with some of these people. You know, there's no way that they could have cheaped out and half-assed it, but it's like those don't seem nearly as interesting as people as the, as the Williams sisters do. Um, right. You know, let's just say they're not making movies about... Um, Daniel Daniel Medvedev, the guy who is in fact the number one male seed right now in terms of if you if you say so yeah right exactly Um, yeah and you know the the thing is it's like every time you know when I first became aware of of Serena and Venus Serena especially for the point of this conversation you know I noticed what she looked like and how Serena is built like a brick shit house and I mean that in the best sense of the word yeah she she's a she is a powerful looking woman and apparently that. That's her game. Like she, yeah. both, both the two of the, the both the two of them. That's a good one. They they innovated the sport with like by their more powerful, more strength. She's got shoulder. I mean, it's like she could yeah. crush me with one arm. It's like I think she could bench yeah. press move if, her head. If hey, if that turns you on, have a good time. You know, it's amazing. She's got thick, thick quads, thick uh, uh, g- 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 calf muscles. I mean, she's got gigantic biceps. She is she is uh, uh, built to play tennis. I mean, it, she really machined her body, and she, again, she looks different than Martina Hingis. She looks different than Steffi Graf. You know, women did not build themselves this way. This wasn't part of their training regimen. I think they kept it. They kept them as slim as possible to move around the court, like you know, like needle dancers. You know, that sort of thing. And it's like she decided to do something differently. And it's like, goddamn. I mean, she looks like an incredibly healthy build to be able to crush people at tennis. And that's another thing, not just the idea that she worked on the skill, but it's like she kept it tight through discipline and making sure that she maintained this physique for years. That requires, you can't eat, you know, you have to just eat like boiled chicken breast and brown rice. Yeah. Like, where's the fun in that? You know, that's yeah. it's a high protein gruel diet, and she fucking ascribed <laughs> to it. You know what I mean? It's imitation gruel. <laughs> Sorry, All that's right. a. So uh, right. what, what about the fallopian scale? Where would you put her on the rank of everything? That yeah, I mean, I had a tough one with this. So here's where I landed. I I put her at the, I was looking at recent topics. I put her at the level of Adele because because Adele is uh, someone who's been around a while, but we talked about recently because, I mean, Adele's not retiring, but she's hyper competent. I have a lot of respect for her. She earned it. Uh, very talented. You know, kind of not what the industry was always looking for before, right? But remembering that new Adele album, the little bits like the voiceover saying, Mommy loves you very much. I found Adele kind of annoying. So I took Adele and I subtracted something that was very annoying. So to get rid of the annoyance factor, right? Subtracted something because I don't find Serena annoying at all. Subtracted something that's very annoying but still competent, which is call her daddy, Right, that uh, <laughs> whatever you podcast, want to call her, yeah. that podcast that is unbelievably annoying, but then actually listen to it, like, all right, this is fine. I'm, I'm glad this exists in the world. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I kind of went down that same route. I picked Taylor Swift, Tay Tay, if you will, Tay Tay, if if you might. Uh, yes. Yeah, if you know her like I do, um, Taylor Swift was a person who, again, working at the exact top, the apex of her skill set, um, you know, cutting edge artist in the vernacular of today's music. And again, we listened to plenty of her music, and I, I you know, you, you can't not hear it. Um, but what I came away with was like, oh, I, I understand what Taylor Swift is, but I don't necessarily like what she does. But there's, it's undeniable how good she is at what she does. And it's like, that's the same thing with, um, I, 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 you know, all the tennis that I watched in preparation for this, it's like, it didn't do anything for me. That's the, the what I, I wished. 
I had had some kind of experience where I could have said, like, I could appreciate the way Serena plays tennis. I couldn't. I can't. I honestly don't see how... I just can't read tennis when I watch it. And so she wasn't a revelation to watch her do it. And that's the only thing. It's like, so I'm, I'm blocked off from being able to kind of care deeply about what her expertise is the same way with Taylor Swift. It's like, I see where Taylor Swift is, but it's kind of just like one note to me. I, I appreciate right. it. I hear it. And it's just, but it doesn't get to me. It just doesn't reach me. That's why I thought there was an equivalency here. Okay. All right. So that's it. Are we ever going to think about tennis again? Uh, yeah. We're going to do Andy Roddick next time, right? Is that what we're going to do? Michael Does Chang. Still play? Uh, do those guys still play? I don't know. Actually, I think Andy Roddick may retire. He's got to be in his 40s as well, mid-40s, I'm sure. You know who I remember? Remember Evelyn Goolagong? I believe uh, that was her she name. She was Australian. Yeah. She was an aborigine. Yeah. She was a member of an aboriginal people from Australia. So I just remember that name being very significant. Uh, there you go. Well, yes, and like Noah said, uh, we are off for a couple of weeks. He hinted at this at the beginning. Uh, we will return uh, most likely uh, for an episode on uh, Monday, uh, September 26th, as we'll drop, and, and perhaps the Jesus, week. the far future, my friend. I I'll know. be if, in my I'll be in my new apartment by then. That'll if, be nice if we live that long. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Uh, until then, though, you can find past episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us at Show. Write to us, Bill. Don't get it at gmail.com. Give us a review on the aggregators. I am on Twitter at William Scurry. My video content is on YouTube at youtube.com slash amcaesar. And uh, Noah will tell you a little bit about where you can find him. You can find me at bigquizthing.com, the finest in customized live trivia events, both in person and virtually. Uh, Booking now for the fall, starting a book for the holidays, starting a book for 2023. Fundraisers, team building, uh, family events, uh, bar bat mitzvahs, birthday parties, you name it. The best in trivia events, the best in trivia service, bigquizthing.com. Well, everybody, until the next episode of the show where I run up to Noah and threaten to shove a ball down his goddamn throat. We, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2022.